Paper, yeah. It's our time. One love. Welcome to the Paperboy Prince podcast. We're back. Isn't it amazing? I'm so happy to be here. We've been waiting so long to see you, to talk to you, and we got a lovely setup. Paper, yeah. I love it. Got the love tank in the back. Got the. We're at the love gallery. You know, we're right here. Still at the same place. Um, so today's podcast, you know, I've been loving the, the last podcast, I got to say. So if you make sure you check those out because some great episodes today's podcast, I really want to focus on a lot of things that I have on my mind. And I realized there's so much I have on my mind that I want to say that I want to share. And I often feel like I don't have an outlet to do that or opportunity to do that. And it's like, oh, duh. The Paperboy Prince podcast. Ha <laughs> paper, yeah. That's the time. That's the place. Um, right here. Hello. Um, my new thing is waving at people. I love waving at people. And that's one thing. I, I want to start out first by talking about um, the importance of connecting with others. Like I said, waving at people, you know. Uh, talking to your neighbors hello how's it going you know that is the key to so much actually reaching out and to and connecting it's so important right now from before the old world people were connected there was this established networks people being on the street there was already a life that was being that was lived now we're kind of rebuilding and we got to figure out what that looks like you know bars not open clubs not open uh, social distancing uh, restaurants not at capacity you know a lot of people haven't seen their friends or made were made to feel uncomfortable seeing their friends for so long so connecting is so important and right now right now in this time I feel like everyone is going through things at the same time. You know, before things were, there's never been things, something that has brought the whole world together like this, especially here in New York. Um, You know, there's been other tragedies, there's wars, there's weather catastrophes, acts of God. But nothing like this that has kind of forced us to, to come together. And I feel like a lot of people are feeling things are, are hurting. They want something new. And part of the, the mayoral platform is to find ways to use government, which is so powerful, to address these issues. That's part of the plan. But before we're even there, we're doing the hard work of having this conversation talking about what's going on in our communities with people like just not getting what they want out of life. I mean, we're told we're supposed to work a job nonstop. We're supposed to work a job nonstop to pay for a house that we're never in 
and kids that we never get to see. What's my point of what I was just saying? This whole world is backwards. This whole world is backward. We're not working for things that even serve us. We're working for things that are working against us, you know, and that's what we're trying to change. That's why we're trying to focus on having a utopia. And that's why we can't settle for anything less because when we do, we end up with what we have, which isn't bad, but it's been created to serve other people, not us. So that brings me to the political side. There's so much I have to say about politics. And, you know, I want to say it online. I want to say it on Twitter. I want to say it in live streams, but I don't want to come off salty. And I don't want to come off like I'm complaining. I don't want to come off like I'm, you know, all of these things. I really don't. But the podcast, I kind of want to use as a chance to, like, dive deeper in and, and explain and display some of the issues with the things that are going on. The whole system being based on fundraising is just completely whack. And any candidate that plays that game and that feeds into that and does not call it out is complicit and is not for the people, they're for the elite. The average person doesn't understand the political fundraising game. They don't understand that what the funds are used for, they don't understand when the funds are needed, they don't understand how to research who is giving what money to whom. Um, and they, the, the money is even a smoke and mirrors. It's not actually being used for the people. Like, that's the crazy thing. You would think that by some candidate raising $10 million, $100,000, that it's like, oh, that's going to the people. No, that's going to prop up the political elections process. Which, it definitely takes money to run a campaign. But there gets to be a point when it becomes all about money, solely about money, there's a problem. The, the, the entity that controls like campaigns in the city of New York is the CFB, the Campaign Finance Board, which it's the finance board that regulates most of the stuff. I always found that weird, like the money board now, granted, we do need somebody checking in on that. I get why that is. It's just like they are the pinnacle of, of managing the elections process. Um, it's all super interesting to me. And the biggest issue is the average person doesn't know what's going on. They don't realize what's happening right in front of their eyes. So, and for me... When I see these candidates who claim to be progressive, who claim to be like, they're fighting on behalf of the people, yet they're the same ones constantly taking the money. Claiming to be fighting on behalf of the people, yet they're the same ones 
who won't call out, oh yeah, it's messed up that you have to have a million dollars to run for mayor. So many other candidates claim to be progressive and claim to be fighting for the little person, but that's a lie. You can't be if your whole exist campaign's existence is based on the generosity of millionaires and upholding a system that fosters that. That same system is what got these people disenfranchised in the first place. So if you're not calling out the system of how this, uh, the campaign, the, the money in politics, even in New York where they have the matching funds and all of that, if you're not calling out how that is corrupt, uh, how that creates a, 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 a disparity um, in representation, and creates a, a dictatorship. Like, you got to call it what it is. I, I didn't realize how much of a dictatorship we lived in until running for office and seeing how they maintain the status quo through the money in politics. So that's why I'm so passionate about changing it, about reversing these trends. I spoke with a group, and this is the power of money in politics. You really got to break it down with people, for people. I spoke with a group um, that wasn't having us in their forum, which at this point... And, and y'all know, I told y'all, I'm really not tripping over the forums. We did more than I thought we would, you know. Um, we, I think we already proved our point to the people that were watching that we have a lot to add, a lot of value, and can hold our own in a lot of ways. But I spoke to someone. Oh, yeah, there was the email. There's an actual email. And they're like... Um, Someone emails on behalf of me and is like, oh, you know, why isn't Paperboy in this forum? And they say, this is based on the last uh, campaign finance filings and this stuff. Meaning they're only taking into account the money that's there. The average person, like... The, and when I say the average person, I mean like 90% of people, like more than average people are, are not worried about donating to a campaign. Yeah, so basically from this email, they're saying because of the campaign fundraising, they're not going to be included. That's fine. The point that, but saying that without acknowledging that we're... We're saying, oh, because X amount of people donated money. I mean, we're talking about small percentages of people. Like, because 700 people donated to this person and 100 people donated to Paperboy, but it's less money. Because the, the people that donated to Paperboy are less rich than the people that donated to this person? <laughs> then... Um, they're not included. That, that's a problem to me, especially when that same strategy has got us the worst politicians of all time, consistently. And no one is calling it out. Nobody is talking about it. Nobody's really breaking it down to the people about how much of an issue that it is, you know, especially in local politics, um, when you can have landlords and uh, sports teams and grocery stores and 
universities that can really influence everyday life for you. For me, I'm not a politician. And this is something that I was having a conversation with somebody about the other day. I'm like, yo, I'm not a politician. I'm not trying to be. I really don't want to be. I'm a rapper. And my goal is to, you know, unite people and kind of expose the issues of what's going on. But it's never to become a politician. And, and, the, and the next phase of this campaign, and we spoke about connecting earlier, the next phase of this campaign and um, honestly of Paperboy in general is about like, it's about uh, having fun and, and doing what we're supposed to do. You know, and being free is not about trying to be what they th think a politician's supposed to be. One love. <laughs> Having a little podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it's not about trying to be what people think that is. Because that is whack. That is, that is so whack. I, like... And, and I told myself, and I'm partly having this conversation to myself, because I told myself before doing this run for mayor, I was like, if you're going to do it, you have to stick to who you are. You have to be who you are. You have to stick to who you are. You have to not care about all of the uh, politics stuff. You have to rap and you have to not try to be a politician because when you're trying to be a politician, trying to dress like them, talk like them, run around the city like them, that's when you end up falling into that trap. I'm not trying to fall into that trap at all. I've seen too many people fall into that trap. And once you're in that trap, you can't get out of it. That is such a, a trap of fakeness. You know, and for me, like, this was spawned on being raw, on being real, and on fighting back against what that is. And that's going to mean, yeah, we're not going to do, because the politicians are fake. They don't actually care. Like, they'll show up to a rally, right? But their goal isn't to actually um, do anything about that issue. Their goal is to, is to show face and have a photo op. Instead of actually being real and solving the problems. The problems being there keeps them in power. For me, being real has caused me a lot, a lot of problems. Being open has caused me a lot of problems, but it's also brought me a lot of wisdom that I'm so happy for, you know? This, this podcast is just a, a assembly of rants, but you know, um, I personally feel like I've learned a lot about people uh, in doing this. I feel like I've learned a lot about people and about how, um, oh, somebody in my life says, you inspired me to run for city council. Hey, I need a roll call of everybody who feels that way so we can actually show the people. But yeah, this has taught me a lot about people, the good and the bad, because I've got to see so much good in people that I didn't know existed which is really inspiring and makes me want to share it. There's so much good in people 
so much uh, imagination, so many people that want to come together and that believe in what's good, like way more than the media tells us, way more than we're told. There's so much good in people, people that like of all races, genders, ages, language, background, there's so much. And, you know, I feel like this really has shown that to me. At the same time, I've also seen people who, you know, are supposed to be there for you, who are supposed to be friends, people who you look out for, uh, people who you think are, are your friends that turn on you. And um, it's been really eye-opening. And I think politics, and I've been in very high-pressure situations and industries, and I think politics is a very... Um, it's very that. It's, it can be very that. And, you know, when you're going after the traditional power structures, because there's new power structures, right? Whether it's tech, which actually isn't new, but you could call it new tech. Um, you know, social media, um, whatever you want to say, right? There's new power structures and things in industries, but Politics is kind of like the old traditional power structure. Am I right? You know what I mean? And when you try to like go after that or make attempts at that, all types of forces start to come at you. I feel like I'm super emotionally strong to deal with it. Like I feel like I've been through the worst. Speaking of personal experiences, you know, I'm a street performer. We're going to get back to that. I, I, we're going to do a bunch of podcasts. With, with that as a premise, but I've been street performing before and crazy. I've been street performing. I had my, my former boss at NBC. You know, I used to work at NBC. I had my former boss walk by me, be like, yo, this dude looks crazy. Or maybe she didn't notice me, dude looks crazy. I had people I went to college with looking at me like, shit, what? I mean, you know, and what are they supposed to think, right? My performances were crazy. <laughs> no real way to contextualize them. I also had people walk up to me and throw a, a, um, a Slurpee at me. I'm out there performing, bow, ooh, I get hit with a Slurpee. That kind of depressed me a little bit. I, I kept it moving. I was like, oh, I'll show them one day. <laughs> but in the moment, you know, I'm still, I still got Slurpee all over my thigh. <laughs> and, you know, um, I had to build up my mental toughness for that, my emotional toughness. That, take, that takes a lot of people out. The rejection of street performance takes a whole lot of people out. And I, I took it head on. But this... I've never felt anything like, like this type of opposite force trying to hit you that, that's there in the, the political arena, you know? Um, it's a lot. It's, it's super heavy. So, so, yeah, sometimes it's good to, like, get that off of my chest and talk about it and, like, find healthy ways to deal with it and to bring it back to the central message of love. 
when I got that Slurpee through through on me, I had to still I couldn't be, I could have ran after them and fought them. And that was like seven people, so it would have been a. <laughs> but I had an option option to fight fight them when they hit me with the Slurpee. Instead, I focused on love. It's hard. The thing about the whole love thing, it's like sounds fun and it makes for a good meme and it's like a, a kind of cool thing to go back into in the speeches, but it's hard. It's not easy. It's hard. Especially when it's, when it's people that are, you feel like aren't disrespecting you, people that ha have betrayed you, people who have um, you know, treated you wrong, people who have disrespected you, people who have lied on you. All of these things makes it harder to spread love. And like, I feel like that's when the true love warriors are tested. That's what it's all about. Being able to spread love in those times where it's hardest to. And, and I'm at that point where I've said, yo, I felt like I was pushed to my limit before and I was wrong. That was just my limit at that moment. Now I have a new limit and I have to learn how to not react with hate, but react with love. And sometimes love is love for self and not getting caught up into what other people think, what they're doing, how they're, um, you know, if, if they're not bothering you, move in your own direction. Move with love, you know? Uh, and I think it's important to highlight this because also, you know, as more young people and uh, more diverse groups of people start to get into politics, start to get into organizing, start to continue that, we have these conversations and we let people know the, um, everything that goes into it and, and all of the, everything that goes into it. You know, we really have to let people know because what has happened is we have a bunch of Bernie Sanders, which I've said, and I've said here on this podcast, I love Bernie. But this older generation who is already established, they're career politicians. For so long, we've dealt with career politicians who breed other career politicians, and they operate in this code of silence and no transparency that doesn't allow the average that doesn't allow the average person to, you know, um, get a real look on what's going on behind closed doors or you know, the, the process, what that whole process looks like, you know? So, so yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of what I wanted to, wanted to talk about is like have more transparency um, and do it in a way so people know like, and protect themselves. You know, I spoke about all of that because it's like to get to this point, it took a lot. I was thinking about that on the drive over here to get to this point where, you know, people are excited to support us for mayor. That took a, that took years of work. Hey, how's it going? Um, that, that took to get to this point where people are excited about us as a candidate for mayor and as a leader in this city, beyond that, as a leader in this city, that took a lot of work. And I kind of was like doing the point where highlighting where like, you know, one, thanking everybody that's supporting, like the utmost, most humble thank you, 
but and then also like being transparent about all of the little things there's so many little things that kind of nag at you that it becomes a big thing if you let it so that's why i wanted to have like transparency about that about you know i feel like it's so easy for everyone to talk about like and i and i'm like so um complicit in this when everything is going good it's really easy to talk about that yo check it out <laughs> on vogue yo check it out you doing gucci yo check it out we we helping out the community when things are going good it's easy to like talk about that and share that but it's also good to like let people know about yo like there are things that we're dealing with that we have to overcome that you know uh, that's not going to stop nothing that's not stopping anything but like acknowledging that while it's happening as a resource for others that are that are on that journey and that are coming behind or whatever or what have you um <laughs> paper yeah it's our time so moving forward is so important and the beauty beautiful thing about this it ties into kind of like one of my second points which is um from here on out it's not about doing anything like a politician it's not it's about having fun that's why when i started this campaign i made this i made the song to remind myself paperboy 2021 everybody having some fun paperboy 2021 everybody having some fun paperboy 2021 everybody having some fun i had to remind myself about that because it's so easy to get off track Dude, last time when I did this, I, 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 it's so easy to be, get in it and, and get in that world, get sucked in that politics world and start to grade yourself. You're a giraffe grading yourself on dolphin standards. You're a basketball player grading yourself on football player standards. I'm a rapper grading myself on politician standards. You know, at a certain point, you got to learn how to hone in on what it is that you do and that you want to do and do that. So moving forward, it's about having fun. That's why we're bringing out the cheerleading team. We're bringing out the dance team. We're bringing out the band. We're expanding the media team. Um, you know, you already know we're getting on our TikTok game. We're getting more podcasts going. We're expanding the music team, hopefully bringing a band. Uh, we're pulling out more dances, fashion, modeling, um, all of the things. These are the things that we're focusing on. Like, we can't out-politics politicians, but we can out-fund them. We can out-rap them. We can out-dance them. We can out-basketball them. We can out-cheerlead them. We can out-love them. And it's not even a competition. The, the best part about it is it's not even a competition. It's a collaboration because we need them to do them for us to be able to do us. So this whole thing is actually really a collaboration. It's a collaborative effort. So moving forward, it's all about having fun. So getting involved means, you know, joining our dance team, joining our modeling team, joining our media team and staying tapped in, joining our discord and staying tapped in and the last thing i want to say is i hold back i've held back because 
I was worried about what they think of me. I was worried about pleasing the uh, the stereotypical. And, and honestly, I'm not worried about people voting for me, but I'm, I was more so worried about pleasing the stereotypical voter or whatever. It's like, yo, that's not how you win. You win by doing whatever you want and spreading love and being yourself and being real and not being a politician. And that's what we're gonna do. So I thank y'all so much. Shout out to Zach on the camera, directing, much love. Stefano here producing, much love. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate that. Shout out uh, Not Safe Media. Shout out the Love Gallery, 1254 Myrtle Avenue. Brooklyn, <laughs> paper, yeah. One love. Paper. I'll see yeah. you all soon. Uh, Train time, uh, utopia time. Paper boy, 2021, everybody having some fun. 2021, everybody having fun, paper boy. 2021. Everybody having fun, paper boy. 2021. Everybody having fun.